0: So I think one thing that I you know really learned and took from that quarantine is how important a routine is and how important it is to just have something. you know whatever it is. It doesn't matter what your routine is, just have one. Hit me with
1: the. Platinum. Welcome to the MBL podcast Music, Basketball, and Life. a podcast
2: where all entertainment intertwines. Here's your host, singer and songwriter Nick Aquilino. What's going on, my guy?
0: what up brother
2: bro so the first question i gotta ask you is how have you been man
0: been good man can't complain
2: love that love that getting getting i'm sure used to orlando for sure
0: yeah i mean lucky for us it's you know same kind of you know climate weather all that kind of stuff and no short bus ride up here now we just chilling man inside the bubble
2: love that man i know you guys are staying super busy you know i've been talking to my dad every day He's like, oh, yeah, man, no, they got practice, and they got treatments, then we got a little time to grab some food. But then it's like, you guys stick to a routine, and that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: Yeah, man, so before we get into all these fun questions, I wanted to ask uh, one real quick. So I know that everybody in the NBA has the choice now to wear statements on the back of their jersey in regards to a lot of the current events going on. Um, I wanted to know what you chose to have on the back and uh, what was the reason why?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of op- uh, you know options, you know, opportunity to to express yourself and and what you believed in. And I think, you know, for me, I chose equality. You know, I love because that. you know, for me, that's you know what it's boiling down to is you know equality for everybody.
2: No, for sure. Like short and simple. Like I wouldn't put it any other way. No, like mm-hmm. if I had that choice, it's probably what I would choose as well. That's pretty awesome. Um. So. Going into my first question, bro so quarantine, right? I mean it's definitely been a time in which we have developed you know hobbies that we no- normally wouldn't have had the time to do. I know we're going to be talking about cooking tonight, I know my mom is tuned in hi, mom uh, she, let me tell you, man, my dad and I we are like, Oh my gosh, Clara, where did you learn how to cook <laughs> so I am wondering, man, you know being in quarantine. Were there any lessons that you might have picked up on? Um, Were there any interests that you had the time to really delve into now that you had actually had the time to?
0: Uh, You know, that's a great question. You know, obviously, I cooked a ton during quarantine. I cooked three meals a day. And I was talking to... Oh, that is so dope, man. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. I was talking to Solomon Hill today. And like, what people don't understand is when you're cooking three real meals, like actual meals, like you're not heating stuff up in the microwave, like that takes time. Oh yeah, like three man. meals is like that's like a good six hours of cooking because you got to prepare, you got to prepare your whatever you're chopping or cutting or doing whatever or seasoning, and then you know let it sit or whatever, and then you know cooking for you know when you cook, you no know, cooking takes about you know twenty thirty minutes of you know heating or sautéing or doing it really whatever. Does, it's not man. like <laughs> yeah, it's not instant, and it takes a lot out of you. But it was fun, you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, other stuff, I kind of got like you said before. You know, we're in routine now. Now, one thing in the quarantine is you realize how important routine is. For sure. Because when you have literally nothing to do and you can't go anywhere, it's really like, oh, damn, like, I can really sleep if I wanted. I could do this if I wanted, that if I wanted. But when you get into a routine, making sure that you get done every day what you want to get done, and, you know, you're able to take a step forward and get better, you know, and whatever you're trying to get better yourself in life, I mean, the routine is huge. So I think one thing that I – you know, really learned and took from that quarantine is how important a routine is and how important it is to just have something, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what your routine is. Just have one.
2: 100%. You know, I said to myself, too, I was like, you know what? Like, I could really take this time and really sweat, like, all the small stuff that's going on. But I was like, yo, I have so much time on my hands now to really, you know, make stuff happen. So right. I have to, you know, devote 100% of my time to my artistry during quarantine, and luckily, you know, I got to hop in on the Zoom workouts and work out with you guys. Oh, there you go. I seen you in there. I seen you in there. Oh, man, I was trying to keep up with all you guys. Let me tell you, man. (laughs) I'm like, when you guys whipped out the push-up competition, that was pretty crazy. Shout out to my dad. He did 65, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he was on there.
0: He He was gunning.
2: He really was, man. But, you know, that being said, it's so important to have a routine. You know, if it were for quarantine, man, I wouldn't have started doing these interviews with the guys. You know, Facts. so beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful to really just take in and not sweat the small stuff. For sure. Yeah. So I started up this new segment actually last week with Myers. Um, I call it Top Off the Top. So I'm right. wondering, bro, can you name like the top three songs that you're currently listening to off the top of your head?
0: That I'm currently listening to? Top
2: three, because what we're doing now is me and my boy, Nico, who helps me out with, with this program. We're trying to create this massive MBL playlist. And we okay. want to make it as diverse as possible because we know all you guys got such diverse music tastes.
0: Right, right. Damn, that's a great question. I mean, first off, it's like three songs is like, it's tough, right? Because when you're thinking of like, you know, songs that you really vibe into and stuff. Um, of
1: course.
0: And, you know, I got to go with like artists first. I mean, like, you know, I'm a big like, I'm a big Chance rapper guy. Love I'm Chance, obviously man. from Canada, big Drake guy. Um, but I also like mix in, like I love Lil Dicky. I think he's a genius.
2: Lil Dicky is so underrated, man. Professional bro, rapper. Bro, under, underrated,
0: close. bro. He is a genius. Yep.
2: Um,
0: Did I say, and underrated then I got a lot of
2: say mad underrated?
0: <laughs> underrated, right? <Yeah. laughs> um, then I got a lot of homies that just kind of do their thing. Um, you know, one of my best friends, Stanage is out in LA. Yeah, got a beautiful voice. Incredible um, man. But, but it's crazy because you go through these things and, like, this is weird. I'm just going to give you one song because there's only one song that's coming to mind right now. But the craziest thing is, like, the song that I've been vibing to super crazy lately. Have you heard Daisies by Katy Perry? No, I haven't heard that yet. I know it bro, just you, dropped. You have to hear it, bro. That is a vibe. Yeah, by You know what? I'm going to check Katy that out, Perry. man. Yes. Yeah, that's my track right now. Daisies by Katy Perry, today. bro. We're going to add yeah. that to the playlist. Get on one.
2: <laughs> Love that, man. So, going back to cooking, because uh, we were talking about some talents, um, I know you started up Kell's Kitchen, and mm-hmm. I was wondering, you know, pretty much what had gotten you into cooking throughout all these years, and, like, what are your favorite dishes to prepare? So, I've always
0: liked food, I mean, obviously, oh, like... Oh, of
2: course. That, I think like, that's, that's pretty much how I met you.
0: <laughs> right, exactly, bro. But, um, you know, for me, I really got into cooking because... You know when I was younger, you know growing up whatever you ate, whatever your parents cooked, you know what I mean? And that's really what it was. I mean, you didn't no money. It's like you weren't going anywhere else. You no, know, you either ate what your parents cooked or ate what your your friends parents cooked, Back. right? So, Back. um but I I loved food. You know, I loved all different types of food. I was super, you know, adventurous. I would try everything. You know, I would eat everything. It's like I wasn't picky as a kid at all. Um bro, you, you like know, the I was sea urchins, lucky,
2: man. I I, yeah, yeah, I, can't I was get into blessed. those sea bro.
0: I was blessed because I I just have a palate where I like everything. And, you know, I know not everybody has that, but, you know, for me, I was super blessed because, you know, I was such a good eater as a kid. My mom would let me eat like dessert before dinner. Like my sisters weren't allowed, but I was allowed because they knew (laughs) I was going to eat dinner anyway. But um, for me, it's like when I grew up, I, I first tried sushi when I was like eight or nine, 10 years old, maybe like fourth or fifth grade. And I fell in love with it. I was like, This stuff is amazing, right? So I really, like, love sushi. And they put a sushi restaurant, like, right down the street from me where I grew up in Toronto.
1: Really? And so
0: after school, I would go there and watch the guy just make sushi. Like, on my way. My parents would still be at work, so I would just walk over there and watch the guy make sushi. And he was like, hey, do you want to learn how to make it one day? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, I was a kid. And he's like, all right, we'll come back here Friday after school, and I'll teach you. And so I went back, and he taught me how to make sushi. And ever since then, I just had a love for cooking. Like in making stuff and you know creating you know art you know is really what it is and you Nova know, always loved cooking like through whatever I just you don't have the time like I said earlier it's it's time consuming it's you know it takes a lot of energy out of you of course um, but I love it man it's it's beautiful
2: yeah I, that's that's an amazing answer yeah for me like as a cook now especially like having just graduated college and I, I've been living now on my own out of the dorms from Berkeley now for for a year. So mm-hmm. I, that was when I really started to experiment. And I'll never right. forget when I came home, you know, I, I know how to cook three things like mad good. My friends can back me up on this chicken salad. Okay. <laughs> Nick's famous pasta. I throw in like pesto, tomato sauce, sun dried tomatoes, olives. There you go. Sometimes I just throw in a little meat in there. That's like my go to. And then avocado toast with like two sunny side up eggs. Like, that's oh, that's, that's big time, thing, though. So you basically got breakfast, lunch, like dinner you. covered.
0: Sorry? You got breakfast, lunch, dinner covered. Yeah, I guess so, You got so, the av- avocado toast in the morning, then you have your your chicken salad for lunch and a pasta for dinner, your gravy. Yeah,
2: you're. no, you're right, you're right. But I'm trying to get, you know, as inventive as you, man. It's, that's sick. Oh, there
0: you go. Yeah, for me, it's not like, you know, cooking a certain thing or a recipe or anything. You know, I just like going in there. It's kind of like a you know, a sanctuary. I like just going in there and creating stuff. I like opening the fridge and being like, what do we have? And like, what can we do? Like,
2: it's just, like you said, man, it's art. It's like, it's art.
0: You are just creating And I don't go, I usually like 99% of the time, I don't have a recipe or use a recipe. You no, know, I just look at stuff and how it's presented or created or the flavors that blend or get inspiration from different places that I've eaten. And I just try and throw something together that I think would work. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't.
2: K.O., but, I love that, um, man. Yeah, tell more tell often you, than I, not. That's something yes. I didn't know about you, man. I'm learning every day, so pretty, yes, pretty good stuff, man. Um, so, you know, moving on to you playing. So you played four seasons in Boston, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah,
0: four years in Boston. Got
2: you. And now you're approaching what? You're three in Miami, three, I want to say. Three in right? Miami, yeah. Crazy, I played three crazy, in Miami, you know. Yo, you're blessed. You're blessed. I'm wondering, so, you know, as a player in the league and, you know, having – this long career so far you know do you have like a particular saying or motto that you live by that's almost gotten you through all the ups and the downs that you know a successful career can bring
0: yeah I mean there's tons of like you know mottos or jargon or slogan or whatever you want to call it that you know go through the when you're coming up or going through the NBA or whatever um but you know one thing my dad you know instilled in me when I was young is you know he always told me to work with no guarantees. Work so with he was no always, guarantees. Now that's what I work with no have guarantees. Heard. Now it's not something that you hear a lot but it's something that rings true you know especially for me. It's, you know he used to tell me every day like are you willing to work you know without any guarantees in life? You know, are you really willing to go to the gym, you know, put in work, you know, before this was in high school, you know, before school, after school, you know, at lunch, you know, whatever it is, late night, are you willing to dribble a ball? to and from school, are you willing to do whatever it takes, you know, run, do whatever, um, with no guarantee that you're going to make the team, you know, with no guarantee that you're going to go on to college, with no guarantee that you're going to play. You know, maybe you made the team, no guarantee you're even going to play. Are you willing to still work? Because a lot of people aren't. You know, they want to know that, you know, if if I'm putting in all this work, I'm going to get something out of it. But if you're willing to put in the work with no guarantee that something's going to come out on the other side, more often than not, something is going to come out of this side because you're going to work harder, right? 100%. And so th- that was something that, you know, was always with me is, um, you know, am I willing to put in the work with no guarantee that I'm going to go to college, that I'm going to make the MBA, that I'm going to play in the NBA? Um, you know, I've been through, you know, a lot of ups and downs in, in life and in the NBA. And, you know, I'm still – I love the work. You know, I love the work.
2: And you put in the work. So, yeah. Definitely. Like, it's funny that you say that, you know, I actually, you know, during quarantine, going back to that, you know, I had a talk on myself, bro, where I was like, you know, what was the main reason you got into art and music, man? What? what?" Right. So and like that saying, I think perfectly goes with what I've been discovering, you know, it's like, imagine if you just cared about the numbers and you cared about what matters to me is like, bro, I'm just putting my all into what I'm creating and the fact that. We're even daring to create, to put in that work, to right. want to be the best that we can be. That's like that. That should make you more than satisfied. And let me tell you, that being said, I think people relate to that more. They relate to somebody that that keeps that mindset and just you know always. It's it's a sense of staying ready so you won't have to get ready. That makes oh satisfied. for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. So I, I love that you said that. Thank you for that. That was that was some crazy good wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know a little more about so I remember when I got this, bro. There's actually Oh, a- yeah. Yeah, the yeah. clinic. I think you see it. The clinic guys, the clinic. So what's crazy about this is I think there's actually a video on my Instagram from like a year and a half ago. I know my guy Donnie's tuned in. He actually filmed that video. I was, okay. I was rocking that. And I was like, Oh, bro, this is like my new this is my new favorite shirt right now. Like I can go running, <laughs> in it and just, like I can go out to the mall in it and just and just like yeah. strike out and it really accessorize with it. So one, dude, thank you for this shirt. And two, of course, I, I wanted to um to pick your brain a little bit about what the Alina Clinic is all about. And I know like because times have become so trying and things are so uncertain. Um, do you have any plans on uh, continuing it through what's going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the clinic is about giving back. You know, giving back to my, you know, my community, you know, the town that raised me. My mom used to always tell me, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And there was a lot of people who put a lot of, you know, stuff into me and my sisters and stuff to raise us. It wasn't just them. And so for me, it's about giving back to all those people and giving back to my city and my town. And um, it's, it's fun. And the other side of it for me, um, you know, first of all, I was giving back, you know, with the kids and stuff and giving them an opportunity to have something that, you know, they wouldn't have otherwise. Um, you know, I'm the only NBA player that's ever come out of camp loops and, you know, a select few that's come out of Canada. So um, to be able to give that to them is special. And um, it's something that I love to do. And the second one is it's an opportunity for me to bring all my family and friends together. So when I run my camp, um, you know, first off, I do it all. You know, I I'm there.
2: No kidding, man. Yeah, I'm there drill. the whole time
0: the kids are there. I'm instructing and teaching every single drill. Um, you know, you go to a lot of these camps, and it's like, a, you know, a camp for so-and-so's camp, and they're there for, like, maybe an hour, you know. For me, I, I, I wanted to do it all. You know, I wanted to be there for the kids. I wanted to spend time, you know, create a relationship and a bond with these kids. And, you know, that's what it's all about, you know, that that personal experience. You know, for me, you know, If you change, you know, or put a smile on one kid's face, then it was all worth it to me. And um, like I said, the second part of my camp is just bringing all my friends and family together. So I have all my friends, family, you know, help me with the camp help run the camp. So, you know, I got ex teammates in college or high school or even, you know, have some some ex teammates in the NBA, you know, come up and help with the camp. So I got all my teammates and former friends, you know, even my friends who don't play basketball, they come up and help. You know doing registration or doing you know logistic stuff or whatever and then basically we're all hanging out at night everybody stays at my house my mom does a fantastic job she kills it she uh cooks all the meals for us um and then she puts about you no know, 15 to 20 mattresses all over the house in the basement and other rooms and stuff and we all just crash at the house we got about like 30 people at the house crashing and then <laughs> That's we're, so it's good, like it's bad. like a big yeah it's like a big reunion uh, every single year, and it's it's a great time.
2: I love that, man. I love that. You know what, that's that's something I, you know, as as my career grows, too, is something that I look forward to, is giving back. Like, I can't wait for the day in which I can get back to South Florida, or I can't wait right, to get sure. back to Boston, you know. I can't wait yeah. for the day in which, you know, maybe I'll come back and teach a master class at Berkeley, you know. That'd be dope. That'd be dope, you know. Everything in life, I feel, comes full circle, and you know, it's so crazy now, now that I'm getting older, I still feel like I'm six, bro. That's like just my, <laughs> that's my mentality. <laughs> you know that. But like, it's so funny when you see, you know, younger kids that are, you know, 16, 17. They're hitting me up for advice now. And I'm like, what do I know? But it's crazy because right, right. the other end of that. And now being 22 and having that ability to inspire, it's definitely, it's something that kind of makes you realize... This is what it's all about. Like it's all about 100%. it's all about that charity, bro. What we do is is selfless. Yeah. Like entertainment entertainment is such a selfless act. Because we're we're literally we're giving ourselves out to audiences. Um right. and you know, in in turn we're inspiring a new generation. So I love that mm-hmm. man. That's it's pretty awesome. Now when I wear this, I got like even more of like
0: Deep, deeper meaning. Go,
2: I got vibes now. I got really good vibes. So, I was um I was actually catching up on like I love the JJ Redick podcast. I'm yeah. super fascinated by that. I know that Jimmy and Duncan had uh, gone on back in March before things actually started getting crazy. Um so Duncan was saying like you you love to go out and try a lot of different places when you guys travel. So, and he was saying of course sushi. So, that yeah. being said, man, I'm like, so when you guys would travel, you know what are your favorite places to hit besides Fuji at Ink Block? Because we all know Fuji is like the greatest place on earth, bro. That Fuji, sense. that's my when, spot. When you anybody in Boston, me, like anybody in Boston, go to Fuji. Yeah,
0: Fuji. Say that Ko and I sent you,
2: and tell them tell them that Jimmy, tell him Jimmy's the best. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> tell Jimmy Ko and Nikki sent you over. Yup. <laughs>
2: um,
0: for me, it's like. Yeah, when I travel and we go to different cities, I always want to go out and, you know, I want to try a, a restaurant wherever I am. Um, you know, a lot of guys in this league, a lot of them do, like, room service or kind of just lay low and chill, and that's their own vibe. But for me, it's like we're, we're getting the opportunity to travel the, you know, the country. You know, every single year, we get the opportunity to travel the country. And it's, like, stuff that not a lot of people get to do. Yeah, you know, we get to go to 30 different cities every single year. And so it's like, why not explore? Why not, you know, I have this love for... You know, culinary experiences. Like, why not u- utilize those to my advantage? And you know, obviously, sushi is my go-to, and I can tell you like where to get it in almost every city. Oh, um, uh, dude, but... that
2: is sick! Wait, off the top of off the top of your head, uh, I'm gonna name some cities. You got to tell me some.
0: All right, go for it. Portland. My favorite spot in Portland is called Masu, but there's also a really good spot called Bamboo.
2: Bamboo. Okay, really yeah. cool. What about um, Sacramento?
0: Sacramento, there's actually, like, a, I don't remember the name, but it's, like, right around the hotel from, or it's, like, probably five or six blocks from our hotel. It's it's good, too. It's got, it's, like, a two-level restaurant. It's pretty good.
2: That sounds kind of fire, man. Yeah. Wow, check that out. Yeah, like, that's that's something I look forward to, too, is, like, even the traveling that I've done. Um, you know, when I, I used to be in a band back in the day with um, with Phil right. Collins, I used to work with Phil Collins and stuff like that, so... When we would travel bro like we were going Mm. to switzerland and stuff like that and i yeah i tried to have that mentality like on a budget right because i was like oh yeah for sure yeah i was was 18 and i was like oh man like i I want like all the smoke right now i'm trying to spend this but then i was like oh snap like that's a lot but at the same time you know definitely like having that mindset just makes it so much more fun when you travel like oh just for sure take yeah take it all in man. that's that's what I love that's what I love about you one is like mm-hmm. you're you're one of the guys I think that's like not afraid to take everything in you're almost you go through life and you you see so many beautiful things and you're able to right. see all that like unabated so I appreciate mm-hmm. about I appreciate that about you a lot man
0: appreciate that brother yeah
2: man well ko I just appreciate having you on the show too. Um, thank you so much for joining me tonight, man. We talked some music, some basketball. Yeah, Daisy's, Katy Perry.
0: Hit me up, <laughs> bro. Let me know what y'all bro, think. I'm going
2: to text you after this. I'm going to throw that right. on. I got my friend coming over. We're going to listen to Daisy's by Katy Perry, bro.
0: <laughs> Get it, bro. Get it.
2: For real, for real. Yo, I love that hat, man.
0: We out here, bro.
2: Yes, sir. Much love, bro.
0: Likewise. Appreciate you.
2: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this, follow me at NickAquilino17 for more exclusive content. I got some new singles coming out very soon. Super excited to share that with you. Welcome to Music, Basketball, and Life. Appreciate y'all. If you were falling out to this episode of MBL, follow Nick on Instagram for
1: exclusive content at NickAquilino17. You're listening to Secure the Drip. Switch that instrumental Get up We're Gonna spin this record to the sun up It's getting way too high, can keep her hair up I know that you could dance, but girl you know is long bow my cloud or she go woo when Nick Flair goes to town yeah she wanna be experimental she grabs me by my chain and tells me boy don't be so gentle but I gonna spin this track